Aaron. Oh, I, I see what you're doing. You're eating food like I was last episode. They get back at me. I have no idea what you're talking about. Did you not listen to our episode last month? Huh? Is this one of those things where you, you refuse to, to listen to our episodes, just QK listens to our episodes? No, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I'm listening. I'm just... Um, what, what are you eating? I'm eating pistachio nuts. Pistachio nuts? Yeah. It seems appropriate. Pistachio nuts? Did you smuggle this, these pistachio nuts? No, I just bought them at the store. I think... um. Are they Col- are they Colombo brand pistachio nuts? Well, no, they're Pepe uh, brand pistachio nuts. But it Pep- seemed wait, Pep wait, 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 hold up. Pepe makes pistachio nuts? Yeah, Pepe's got got like um different kinds of foods, you know, they got coffee, which is of course the greatest <sighs> yeah. coffee in the world, but they've got different foods too. And Well, uh, I I know that. Remember, remember I I get their gum. Yeah, of once, course you get their gum, but these are the nut, these are pistachio nuts and I'm eating them. I thought, you know what? Because it's all we do. We talk about James Bond. That's all we do. do I'm eating pistachio nuts because that's what you, happened. Do you break them apart before you eat the nut or do you put the whole nut in your mouth and, and eat like sunflower seeds? It depends. I break them apart because, you know, I haven't really mastered the the whole like crack him with my mouth thing. Uh-huh. But sometimes because like like this one right here, I know you can't yeah. see it, but it's oh. like there's not as much of a gap. So I like have to really yeah. work at it. So. You know, I do I stick it in my mouth and try and crack it with my mouth, or do uh-huh. I, or do I just put it back in the bag and get a different one that's easier to open? You know what I've noticed uh-huh. is that uh, if you get generic brand pistachio nuts, uh, they tend to have a far greater amounts that are that don't have that crack, like you were mentioning, that um, are seamless. If you, but I I'm sure the Pepe brand has not very generic. few. Of those. No, yeah, these aren't generic. These are Pepe. Pistachio. Yeah, yeah. Pistachio. I assume I assume they're the finest pistachios you can get, unless you're of course at like the Peppy Factory. Right there, they're the freshest. You know, if you're if you're at the Peppy Factory, you're right there on the line. You're picking them off the line. Yeah, I mean yeah. that is of course the best. But yeah, but, but this no. is a close second. Oh yeah, close yeah, second. I, yeah. I, well, so I guess I'm, just, I'm gonna have to order myself some Peppy pistachio yeah. nuts. Yeah, do it. Get some. What's uh? What's up? So uh, how how are, how are you, Carlin? How's 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 the month been? Uh, did you watch our uh, our film we we're supposed to be covering today? Uh, yeah, for I did. Your eyes only. That's why I'm eating these pistachio nuts because I really want to like, I really want to understand the character, uh-huh. the characters of the movie. <laughs> and so I thought, well, what better way than to while I'm in the middle of doing something where I shouldn't be eating pistachio nuts, I eat pistachio nuts. Okay. So that's what I'm doing. You know, that's one of the things that my masterminds, my podcast masterminds are telling me to oh, do. They're gosh. like, they're like saying like, you know, like you're not, they've listened to the show. You know, they've listened to some of the episodes. Are you sure they've listened? And they're like telling me, they tell me they did. So who am I not going to believe them? Of course I'm going to believe them because they're like, they're, they're masterminds. masterminds. Right. Okay. So they're telling me like, you know, can get you, into can, it. Can you tell me? Can you tell me who these masterminds are, or is this secretive? It's kind of secretive, you know. Like, I, I don't really want to give it away. I don't want. I don't want people to figure it out. Like, I don't want other podcasts. Because you know, we're listened to by other podcasts. Like, again, I'm not naming names, but like Beams John Ding. I'm sure they listen to yeah. us. 
And I don't want them to like listen to the fact that I'm in a podcast mastermind. You're right. And then I give away a lot of secrets, and they're like, "Oh, can I join that mastermind group?" <laughs> yeah, or the, they uh, would join. No. They would start a rival mastermind group and try to steal masterminds Look, from your. Group. I can't stop. Yeah, I can't stop them from starting one of their own. But obviously, they would try to steal. Yeah. Obviously, they wouldn't. Whoever they put together, they wouldn't be masterminds. They wouldn't be the master, because that's who I'm already with. I'm already with the masters. Well, the the original mastermind group would be the mas the most masterful. They'd be like the apprentice minds, <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> All right, we're we're not naming. We don't name names on this show. So, no. um, so so you're saying they 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 were telling you to get into the character. They're like really like characters. Yeah, just like get into it. You know, like okay. You know, just get in it. Get in it. Get in it. So what what does that mean? What like how? Besides eating pistachio nuts, how are you getting into uh, the characters from this movie? Mm, I've practiced some crossbow, crossbow bolt um, shooting. I've done some some okay. scuba diving. Um, you know, nude scuba diving, of course. <laughs> so these are these these sound like some high level goals. Is that well, what they're pushing me? You know, they're pushing me to be bigger and better than I am. Because I'm I'm telling them, you know, I say to them, I'm like, they're like, why do you want to be here? You say, Carlin, why do you want to be here? Because that's my name. I'm Carlin yeah. Trammell. You're Aaron Nix, and this is the Pod James Pod podcast. And they're saying to me, Carlin, why do you want to be here? Like, why should you be here in this mastermind group? And I say, I'm a part of the Pod James Pod podcast. And like, oh, of course, okay, we get why you're here. Like, we get why you're worthy of being in this group. But uh-huh. like, why do you like why? Like, what do you want to get out of it? At the end of this, what do you want to be? And I say, I want a potty. I want to win the potty. Yeah. And they're like, you haven't won it yet? Like, no. We're all surprised. So they're pushing me. They're pushing me to be more. Because apparently I'm not enough. That's why we haven't gotten the potty yet. I'm not I'm not I haven't been enough. Carlin. You're right. You're you're not enough. You haven't been enough. But all of this all this sounds very very familiar. It sounds a lot like some Alabama dog you session. Oh, forgive me. So, sorry, rebrand. Bama Creative Group. Ba- yeah, yeah. Uh, sessions. I mean, these uh, you've been talking about these like this higher purpose, higher calling, these high level goals. Uh, I, I'm getting a sense that this is very familiar. Familiar. Look, uh, look I want. Why? I, why give, I just asked why you don't go to Bama Dog. I want to give credit where credit is due. I wouldn't be where I am without Alabama Dog. Okay. I'm just. I gotta like. I gotta find. I gotta find something else too. You know. I gotta find more. And Bama Dog, you know, it's he's he's ready for people out there. He's out there. He's looking for different people now. Like I've gotten what I can out of Alabama Dog. You know that that concept is I just I can't even think about that. As far as far as needing something more than Alabama Dog or not being satisfied by his knowledge. I'm not saying I'm not satisfied. I'm just saying like I I think it's time. It's time for me to look elsewhere and get more out of life. You know. (laughs) Besides, it's it's weird. It's Ooh. weird now, because we're campaigning for him to to be the next yeah. James Bond, and so like I feel like it's this weird like there's this weird dynamic between him and myself right now because that's what I'm focused on with him, and so he has to listen to me a lot. Like he has to listen to me where I'm saying to him like, "Hey, a dog, go out there and do this. You know, do this appearance and like yeah. wear the tux." And so it's a Commercial little bit weird now. We're like the toy if, line. If he's listening, yeah, the toy line, of course. If he's listening to me, um, then 
and then at the same time I'm listening to him, it, it creates yeah. a weird dynamic. And so I just have to look elsewhere right now. Okay. Okay. Um, so where, where, where am I in this mix? Is this, is this something where you're pretty much in Nebraska, right? (laughs) 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 Is, but I mean, you're not getting, you're looking for more than just Alabama dog. Are you looking for more than just this podcast with me? Is this, is this something where you're going to go off and do your own podcasts, say with somebody from the mastermind group? I only do the one podcast. I do this podcast and no other podcasts. You know that. Well, I, I sure hope so because this podcast is it's one of it's one of the best. It's worthy of a mastermind group uh oh, inclusion. Sure. Um I mean, it's it's spawned several several other spoof podcasts such as Bames John Dean. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean we're we're pretty much an inspiration to a lot of the podcasts out there. You know, I think that like um I think if you go on our iTunes page and look at similar podcasts or uh, podcasts, other podcasts downloaded by listeners. You'll see just a list of our influ- list of people who influenced by us. Yeah, and we hear that all the time. You know, other other James Bond podcasts they come to us and they're like, "What do you What do you have that we don't?" Again, I'm not naming names, but I think in this case I will because I don't think they're going to mind. You know that hashtag underscore Bond underscore hashtag <laughs> underscore. Age underscore hashtag show <laughs> and they they're almost there they're almost there you know they're, they're not they're not too close they're not they're too, not too close, close but they're almost there they're almost there okay i mean here's the highest compliment i can pay them yeah they're not too bad I mean, we've, we've named their name before we have named their name and that i feel like really is the highest compliment possible to to, to say yeah. to them, "Hey guys, to, listen to me. You're not too. We're bad. gonna call you. You're not too bad. <sighs> that's that's the only way I know how to describe them. Man, these pistachios <laughs> also not too bad. You're still eating those. I'm gonna keep eating gonna the whole show, eating, man. You, the entire episode, the whole bag. You're gonna get sick. Probably. I hope you're not allergic, and you you puff up. The thing is, I might be. I am. I think I'm allergic to tree nuts. My throat is already starting to feel a little weird. But I am devoted. I'm devoted to the show. Wait, wait, wait. Are you gonna be turned into like Mr. Big and like blow up? That's not the show we're talking about. I. But we're talking about Bond. I know, but we're talking about Four Your Eyes Only. That's the episode. <sighs> That's the movie we're talking about this episode. I know. I'm looking back. I'm looking back. Speaking of looking back, how's the book coming? You don't know. Well, here's the thing. You don't know? No, I don't know what. I'm asking you. The, the news. Did you not get the memo? About what, the book? Yeah. Bama Dog, with his new rebrand, with Bama Creative Group, didn't you, you, he emailed me, and he told me to, to put it on hold, to take everything I've written and to just put it on hold because we're trying to push him to be the next James Bond. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and so I, I have, I have stacks. He might have emailed me. Here's the thing. I mean, you can reach me anytime. You can get a hold of me. You mean anytime. reach UK? You can reach me anytime. You know, anytime you want. You just text me. Just email me. Just call, call well, me. Leave me a voicemail. Send me a letter. Whatever it takes. You reach me anytime. But I might have missed that email. 
so so those those times I've those times I've tried to text you and you don't respond for a couple of days. That's I've probably just, got them. I probably have them. It's just somewhere. Just just you you just chose to ignore them. Probably. Okay. So I mean, you're telling you're telling me you've been writing this entire time, or maybe you've no, been writing. No, of course but not. Of course I haven't been writing. Getting the deleted time. by your of kids. Of course I haven't been writing the whole time. I have been besides, having QK write the whole time. QK <laughs> has been writing this whole time. Well, she's told me she has. She's not qualified. Here's what happened. She's not the, worthy of a mastermind group. I go to the bookstore the other day. I go into the They section. still have those? Yeah. They got book they got bookstores. They got you know, stores where you go buy books. I walk in, there's a section oh man, my throat is starting to feel weird. There's a section where they have uh books about movies. And I'm like, oh, Books oh. about movies? Like different sounds... movies, like how they make movies, how they write movies. Here's a book about a specific movie. And I'm looking around, and there's a book written by Roger Moore about You know what be better Bond. than that? A movie about making movies. Of course. Then I wouldn't have to read it. But that's not the point. The point is Roger Moore wrote a book about James Bond. Okay, okay. if Roger Moore can do it, certainly we can. We we brought that book up before. I know, and I saw it in person, and I'm we thinking... Said, we said he's not an Roger expert. Roger Moore's not a writer. He's not an expert like us. Oh. He doesn't get into the nitty gritty. I mean, well, he was in seven movies. There've been so many more movies than that. How does that qualify him as an expert? Not at all. Okay, so you saw the book, and yeah, then and I'm just like, I'm just now. It bugs me that we've put this book on hold. I want to get back to the book. You're you're saying our book would be better than that book? That he's making money and we could be making money instead of him. It's not about the money. It's about sharing knowledge. You're right. You're right. I mean, you're right. we could it's not we could about be inspiring. the money. We could inspire. It's never about the money. We could be inspiring, educating, changing the world. Carlin, I have bills. I have a family to feed. You're telling me it's not about the money? It's not why you should be doing this. Do you need help? Do you need some right, help? You're right. You're right. You're right. Aaron, we I'm need, a little concerned need, now. It concerns me that you're like. Listen, listen. I want to inspire people as much as much as you, as much as Bama Dog, as much as your mastermind group. No, but when on. it comes down to it, we got to put some food on the table. I know, but it concerns me. Are you like If we are getting money from this this podcast, then why are we still doing this? Why are we doing this? Because of all those things. But I'm a little concerned. Are you are you living paycheck to paycheck? I mean, it sounds like you are. I mean, with as little money as we get from this podcast, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, I, yeah, yes, we may be famous, but we are not the rich and the famous. Yeah, I, I feel like we're round. kind of exposing ourselves here a little bit right now. But look, here, here, here's what maybe gonna, here's what I like to offer should, to you. I, I, I was, I was, I was considering opening like a like an Indiegogo page for our podcast uh-huh. or a Kickstarter page, yeah. whichever you prefer. Um, I, I was just kicking that around the other day. I, I haven't brought it up with Bama Dog or or yourself yet, but. That may seem too desperate. I don't know. I'm. I'm it just. It's tough. Me. It concerns me. Here's here. Here's what. You know. I know. We only talk once a month. We only talk when we record the show. Uh-huh. Let's say I survive this recording and I don't die from some sort of like anaphylactic shock. Or something. Well, you need to put the you put you need to put the nuts down right let's now. Let's say I don't die. Okay. Okay. Let's I'm say willing, you don't. I'm willing to talk to you some other time in between recordings. And help you with your finances. I'm, I'm willing to go over them with you. I'm willing to Wait, look is over this your cost budget. Money? Is it going to cost is, money? Is no. this going to? Are you going to charge me to talk to you? No, of course I mean, not. I know, I know you have a staff. I know you're eating high end, high quality nuts, yeah, such peppy, as the peppy, peppy pistachio pistachios. Uh huh. 
It sounds like you're you're living the high life there. It you bugs got me that you are living paycheck staff. to paycheck while I'm sitting here eating high end pistachios, you know, like right in front of you while we're talking. That seems right weird. in front of me. Let's let's make a let's make an appointment for me to help you with your finances. Let's make that a high, a high level goal. Eh, maybe not high. It's More not like that a, if we can get to it. It's not goal. that high. I know it seems like I'm being a little wishy washy. You know, oh, let's work in the book. Let's not work in the book. Like I really want to work on the book. That's what we need to be doing. I. We we can work on the book all we want, but I feel like the book is going to be nothing without until we get Bama Dog on board. And to get Bama Dog on board, because I mean, let's be honest, the only the only way people are going to buy it, the only way it's going to get uh, out, out there is because he was going to do the forward and he's going to do his paw print on each each book. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The only way to do that, to get him on board. Is to get him cast as the next James Bond. We gotta get it done. Meanwhile, one of the other James Bond cast members out there writing books, selling books, passing himself off as an expert. I know. Once Bam Dog is cast, then we can put it as written by the next James then Bond. We gotta have the book written. Let's get it written. Let's get it ready. Let's go. All right, let's do it. Let's huh? let's bunk it down. Let's do it. Just make sure you save them. And make sure you save the files on like an external hard drive. Carlin, are you there? I'm fine. I'm fine. Are you there? I'm fine. Yes, I'm fine. Do you need to call Q? <laughs> I need. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tweet QK right now. Uh, she may not be able. She might hear you over the smoothie. Um, she's making smoothies right now. It's smoothie time. It's smoothie time. Well, it seems like it's always smoothie time. Wait, wait. I think I hear it back there. Yeah. Wait. It's so. That's so loud. Uh huh. Uh huh. Can you hear me? Is she still going? Uh-huh. How, how big is a smoothie? It's like a, I don't know, like a gallon jug. A gallon jug smoothie? Well, she goes around, she gives other guys and gals in the office smoothies. Oh, so really a smoothie Whether time. They is this before or, or after yoga? Usually, um, usually there's a smoothie time before, and there's a smoothie time after. That that doesn't seem very good. Do you drink the smoothies? No, 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 no. <sighs> For your eyes only. Yeah. So this is the fifth, fifth, fourth, fifth. Uh, Roger Moore. The fifth movie. What do you movie we've movie. covered? This is the one that immediately follows Moonraker, which I know we're not like. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm talking about uh, as far as our episodes. This is this is episode double o twenty. By the way, double o twenty. And in 0017, we talked about Moonraker. And in 0010, we talked about The Man with the Golden Gun. And in 007, we talked about Octopussy. I think it's also worth in mentioning 003. 002, we talked about Live and Let Die. Sorry, I just had to finish there. Uh-huh. 0013, we talked about Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Oh, yes, here we go. And I think it's worth talking about because this is finally... Finally, some Finally, some closure, some follow up, some closure on that storyline. Now you have to admit that that that's something that has got to what? No, don't take my pistachios away. I don't care what he take said to away. you. No. Okay. Thank no. you. No. No. Take them. Haha! I've got like four left. Five left. <laughs> she took them away. She took them away. Um, finally, at the beginning of this movie, we get a little bit of closure on the uh, the end of Honor Majesty's Secret Service, and uh, we see Bond visiting Tracy Bond's grave, and yes. then this uh, it just so happens that 
There's some bald guy in a wheelchair who got the remote control helicopter. And uh, we assume is Blofeld. His identity is never revealed. Never revealed for legal reasons. Legal reasons. But yeah, it's Blofeld. And Bond dumps Blofeld into a uh, big chimney stack. Big chimney stack, and uh, that's the end of Blofeld again. A until, little cartoonish. <laughs> until next time, whenever that may be. But I liked it. I liked the beginning. I like this opening scene. You know, you do. I do for a couple reasons. One, finally closure. Yeah, it's a little cartoony, but finally some closure on that. Um, two, it says that this is the same character, which I, I never really doubted it. But it's like there's all these, and we talked about this before. But there's always like, oh, this is you know, Roger Moore plays a different person who just goes by the name of James Bond, but he's actually a different spy altogether, and James Bond is just a code name and. I like that. I like that it's not. It's definitely the same guy, and we we do get that established a couple of times. But this is one of the one of the more prominent places that happens. Mm-hmm. I like it because it sets the tone. You say it's cartoony, and I don't disagree, but it sets the tone for this movie that follows Moonraker. A Moonraker, an absolutely absurd movie, and this this movie a uh, slightly less absurd movie. <laughs> well, but as a whole. As a whole, no, it's not slightly less absurd. It's quite a bit less absurd compared to Moonraker. In fact, <laughs> no, as right, a whole, right, it right. harkens back to uh, this could have been like a Sean Connery script. Uh-huh. And I think that 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 pre-title sequence is almost like them saying that this is this is more of that era of James Bond. Prepare, prepare yeah. yourself for that. This is not James Bond with lasers in space. This is. We're going a little bit more back to basics. So here's our nod to Blofeld, and then we're going to get into a more basic uh, Bond adventure. See, I, I didn't mind the nod to Blofeld. I didn't mind the connection back to uh, a Connery-era Bond. And I, I felt like the movie as as a whole was a good nod. Like like you said, it was, it was more of a Connery-era script. And the set pieces were gone. The action was more uh, intimate. There wasn't a lot of gadgets, all that kind of stuff. But... The opening scene was by far the most absurd scene of the film. Like, if they were going to set it up, I don't feel like it set the movie up appropriately. Just the fact that it harkens back, just because it's Blofeld. I mean, I think that's what I, I guess what I'm getting at. It's like look, looking back at Tracy Bond and Blofeld. And, and yeah, maybe yeah, the yeah, scene itself is more absurd than, than other the, scenes, uh, arguable. The way, yeah, the way, the way it was executed, though, was very cartoonish and just... It was just, it was just, it was just so bad. It was so bad. I don't know. I disagree. I, I, I don't think it was so bad. It, it was so bad. The opening was horrible. No, it wasn't I horrible. Like, it like, wasn't horrible. I like, it, I like it up until the point when we start to see Blofeld and take over the, and take over the helicopter and he's chasing him and the helicopter scenes. Let me tell you, the only thing I liked about the opening scene was once again, Roger Moore is in a movie with really cool air stunts really <laughs> impressive air stunts i'm yeah. telling you but after octopussy and after moonraker i'm like i'm just i'm just impressed i'm blown away by the air stunts in roger moore films so that that's about all i can say about that opening scene all right well we'll just have to agree to disagree <sighs> i guess i guess it, it's i think it's like that tracy connection where we just i we feel just like we're heading eye. down we're heading down a path with this movie already <sighs> Fine. 
I think <sighs> I think I tend to like it better <laughs> when the opening scenes are like these little mini adventures that sometimes will tie in to the rest of the movie and but but when it, when it's pretty much standalone, I seem to like it better. It's like I almost feel like yeah. I'm getting this bonus second movie. It's almost like in Diamonds Forever how that opening scene could have been a standalone scene, but then they decided to tie it in at the end of the yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. Which made it way more disappointing. Which made this better that they didn't tie it in. Yeah, exactly. And actually, this opening had so much more closure than the opening of Diamonds Are Forever, which is weird since that film followed on Her Majesty's Secret right, Service. Right, and plus we have so many, there's four movies in between, or five movies in between, uh, Lays yeah. and Bees and this one. So it's it's a little bit like, I don't know. I don't know what would have inspired them to say, hey, let's let's finally address that. It does seem a little weird that they would finally. It's like we want a redo. Yeah, let's do a redo on that. <laughs> let's just move on. <sighs> let's, let's go on. Let's talk about, let's talk about this movie. What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about Carol Bouquet. I guess that's how you say her last name. That's how I'm saying it. So that's how everyone should say it. Carol Bouquet. Bouquet of Carols. Melina Havelock. Mm-hmm. Let's when, talk about it. When her. people say, give me your top, you know, four or five Bond girls or whatever, I would say yeah. Carol Bouquet never makes a list. People are no. talking about Honey Rider, Pussy Galore. Yeah. They're talking yeah. about um, they're talking about Vesper at this point. C- cigar, cigar. They're talking girl. about Cigar Girl, uh, uh-huh. but but Carol Bouquet as Melina Havelock does not ever get mentioned, and I think that's that's a little bit of a crime. I I watch this movie yeah. again. I think she's actually really good. She stands on her own. She holds her own. She doesn't come across. And we talked about this, I think, uh, last time with um, uh, Tiffany Case. Yeah, uh, how she's really inconsistent as a character. Um, mm-hmm. She plays strong. She plays as a strong character, but then suddenly is ditzy, and then suddenly is, oh James, and like really inconsistent. And, <laughs> and this movie, um, Melina Havelock, not that way. Very, very much uh, a strong character, and I don't feel like she has as much of that. Uh, that crossbow, man. That crossbow. She's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, so I I uh, I like her quite a bit. I don't know how you feel, but I think she's a good character. This is this is how I feel about her. I feel like her character is like you said, strong female character. Uh, I feel like she has a good motivation throughout the film. Uh, more she she she's like she's the meat of the story here, right? She's she's got the oh, she's actual just a motivation to you. Uh huh. Okay. That's exactly what I said. Um, <laughs> she. She's she's moving the story along. She has the motivation with her parents and and all these different things. And she could have been her character could have been so cool, so good. Uh, it reminded me a little bit of Olga Kurylenko's character, say in like Quantum of Solace or go. something, where, she, where she's where she has motivation. She wants revenge. She wants that revenge story. Okay, but Melina Havelock, I felt like she's in the movie for three scenes. I feel like she's just a sub minor character, supporting character, whereas she should have been a full fledged main character in the film. She just pops in every once in a while and she gives that blank stare and she ha- she doesn't say hardly anything and I just I just felt so disappointed by the character because she had so much potential, but her character just never lived up to it. And that's nothing to say about Carol Bouquet's performance or anything like that. I just I just don't feel like they treated her with 
the way they needed to treat her. There, too much plot came into the story. There, this, this movie is so plot heavy. There's so many twists. There's so many turns. There's so many characters that this movie just gets weighed down by the plot. So much so um, that I missed a, a lot of her character development. I think you and I are going to be we're, – we're the kinds of people who disagree on this point. And uh, I, I like – when I watch movies, I like sometimes for a movie to be very character-based. I want to watch a movie and see character development, see character growth. I want to see – I want to see uh, here they are at point A at the beginning of the movie and then something happens and now they're different. Now they've grown. Now they're better people or they're worse people. They're different people. Whatever. <laughs> When it comes to Isn't a Bond, that way watch movies. But when it comes to a Bond movie, I'm actually I I'm more interested in the plot because oh. Bond himself really isn't going to change that much. Everything's pretty stereotypical. Everything's pretty cardboard cutout. Everything's pretty much your standard. Like here's your bad guy. Here's your girl. So I want to see something more. I want to see an interesting plot. And I and that's what I like about For Your Eyes Only because they pull in these plots and these other characters and twists and turns. That, I welcomed this movie. I I, I welcome it. Thank you. Good Bond movies, good, is that they do make it about the characters. When we're talking about Skyfall, this is the Skyfall section of the, of the, of the episode. Have you made a Skyfall we're bumper about, yet? Is there a Skyfall? About, you almost, yeah, 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 we have like bumpers for everything Skyfall. else. Okay, it's Skyfall bumper now. Skyfall. Skyfall. Well, like when we're talking about the Casino Royales or the, or the Golden Eyes or the the Quantum of Solaces, or, right? I get it. What makes them different is that they aren't stereotypical and that they do make it about either the Bond character or their strong supporting characters that have really strong motivation and strong character development, and that's what makes them different. That's what makes them good, whereas. And For Your Eyes Only is very stereotypical. It's very just formulaic when it comes to Bond films. And yes, there's a lot of plot. Yes, it's it's it it goes back to the roots of Bond more than say Octopussy. You know, it's it's following that evolution of Bond films that we talked about in previous episodes. But it's still so plot heavy. And Roger Moore is just he's not an actor. I don't think any Bond film that he has has a whole lot of character growth for Bond. So I'm just saying that as far as supporting characters, there was potential here versus there wasn't p- potential really in Octopussy or in some of the other films or of Moon his Moonraker or, or sorry, right, almost any Moon- of them that we talked about. I mean, yeah. Octopussy, Moonraker. But this yeah. had potential and it just, it was more disappointing to me. Maybe that's why. Okay. That's just, that's just the way I feel. And I know we're not going to see eye to eye, but these aren't for my eyes only. They're for <laughs> our eyes. <laughs> My throat burns. <laughs> <laughs> was that too much? Huh? Too much? Was that too much? Was that too much? No, my throat burns. I had too many pistachios. Do you need some water? Do you need? I'm drinking drink some Pepe? water. I'm drinking some water. Why? Why aren't you drinking Peppy? I'm drinking bottled Peppy water. Bottled Peppy water? Yes. So let's, let's keep talking about this film. There are a lot of characters in this movie, and I think I think that uh, one of the oddest, but yet humorous to me character interactions is the ice skater and roger moore the uh is it what world is going on i don't know but i remember when i first saw this movie i was really creeped out by it because i was a little concerned that um roger moore might do things he shouldn't um exactly uh but then you know now knowing that everything's okay he he really um (laughs) 
it just winds up being it's still it's still weird it's still a little creepy but it's uh he's roger moore's 54 i believe when he when this movie came out he's 54 and he's essentially he's he could be her her grandpa yeah yeah and she's uh what 15 or something she she's trying to seduce him it's a little odd um it was just like an it was an excuse for bond to be in a room with a young, attractive female. Well, I think it was an uh, and, excuse and for Bond to say no. It was an excuse to have an ice skater in the plot, so that later could be the ice skate uh, <laughs> fight scene, which is actually a pretty good fight the scene. scene. <laughs> yeah, the hockey scene. <laughs> I think it was an excuse to get as many Olympic sports in this film as possible. And there are a lot. There are a lot. So yeah, we see we see cross country skiing with the rifles. We see long jump. Uh, we see hockey, we see ice skating, we see bobsled, four-man bobsled. Am I, am I missing anything? Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't remember all of them. Bond, Bond would, would get a gold in every single one of these sports, of course. He would. And that's, you know, that's a problem. The fact that he's uh, Roger Moore and oh, he's on your he's team, on dodge- he's on your dodgeball yeah. team, that, that is a problem for me. Let me tell you, he is a great dodger in this film. Oh, he is. He is of, a masterful of, dodger. A sharpshooter bullets whizzing by. He he is multi-purpose in this film, and I'm so glad he's on my team. And he go he goes he goes underwater. It's great for my stealth boat. Oh man, I just everything that Roger Moore touches in this film is great for my team. I'll tell you who would not be someone you would want on your dodgeball team, uh, and that is Eric Kreigler. That guy could not okay. hit anything. He when he picks up the motorcycle to throw it at Bond, it, he, he couldn't have been farther away from Bond. Like <laughs> Let me, we, Bond didn't even have we, he didn't even have to dodge. Well, the thing is that Eric Kreigler could could have just ran ten feet in front of him <laughs> and tackled Bond. With by the time it took him to lift this heavy motorcycle, yeah. and chuck it out. I'm watching this and movie and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, oh, oh, the whole time, the, the whole time up to that scene, I'm like, oh, Eric, Eric, you might have a spot on the dodgeball team. And then uh-huh. as soon as he throws the motorcycle, I'm like, mm, you're done. You're all, nope. There's no way. Next, you know, and I'm I'm done with him. Yeah, I, don't even I mean, him. I mean, I'll, let's give it up to him. he. Like he's a strong, strong guy. He's throwing the motorcycle good distance um he's he's good with the gun he's he's good he's got good aim when it's when it's not a heavy object but he still Uh, never hits roger moore and that's what i need i need someone on my team that can hit roger moore let me tell is there any is there anybody in any movie that does hit roger moore we still have uh what uh two more roger moore films to watch so we'll see i think the i think the closest person to hit roger moore is my twin knife thrower number one yeah i think so and he's on your Um, team and luckily, he's on my team, Mishka. Okay, so I think you're first up this month. You can either draft somebody, or you don't have to draft anybody. You're right. Onto your dodgeball you're team. Right. Uh, Having... we, we've, we've hit our limit of 10 players per team. If you want to look at our players, you can go to podjapespod.tumblr.com. Look at our teams of dodgeball teams. So these, this hypothetical, well, it's not hypothetical. It's very real. Our teams get together monthly and and competes. Yeah, uh, like I said, I, I I'm not going to go with Kriegler. Uh, I considered him. Uh, I want to say that I considered Topol because the guy that guy's a hoot. That guy is awesome. This Milos Colombo, the guy who was eating pistachio nuts. I I cannot consider him because I do not have the pistachio budget. Just like you don't have the mascara budget. 
uh, I cannot consider. Uh, I got ri- I got rid of Vesper Lynn. She was. I know because yeah, you did not. You could not afford the mascara. Okay. So um, I really think, though I like Melina Havelock, and I've talked about her already. I I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna pass. I'm not gonna pick anyone from this movie. I'm gonna stick with my team as is for oh. now. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I. I'm going. I'm. I'm going to draft somebody from from this movie. Okay. Um. And this, this character was in a previous Bond film. In fact, is a character that was previously on your team. Mm. Um. I'm going to draft the shark. The shark. Are we sure was it's in the same this... shark? Oh, it's <laughs> definitely the same shark. <laughs> the shark obviously. Is not it doesn't care one bit about Roger Moore. It's not going to attack my Bond. It loves my Bond. Uh, <laughs> and my stealth boat has been sitting there on dry land for long enough. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to get the shark this... on my team. You're convinced it's the same shark from License to I'm Kill. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. <laughs> He's out there. He's he's swimming around and for for your eyes only. And then yeah. somewhere along the way, uh, Sanchez or whatever <laughs> finds this exact shark and brings him into captivity. Eats Felix to eat, fe- eat uh, yeah, eat Felix's legs. Not fatally eat him. No, just 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 injure just him. Just munch on him a little bit. Yeah. So and this so this shark is. Uh, it's going to intimidate your Timothy Dalton Bond, for sure. <laughs> you think? I don't think my Timothy oh, yeah. Dalton Bond's going to care. He's going to be. He's going to be. He's going to be so much more angry now because that's the same shark that ate part of his friend. Exactly. I'm getting in his head. No. Timothy Dalton is now. He is going to be looking at my shark that whole time, and he's going to be focused on my shark. Oh, he's going to be thinking. He wants revenge because Timothy Dalton's all about his revenge. Yeah. He's the revenge Bond, and he'll get that revenge. Oh, well, we'll see. We'll see. He's he's in a stealth boat. <laughs> so wait, the shark is in the boat? He's, he's this sounds like the worst the idea ever. He's, he's driving the boat. <laughs> the shark is driving the boat. This is a horrible idea, but I, I look forward to next month's game to see what happens. Well, so I have to get rid of somebody on my team. I think the only person I can get rid of right now is Necros. Um... Although he I is, I cannot even believe that you would consider getting rid of Necros. Um, I got it. I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough because Necros, man, he he could throw those milk bottles better better than just about anybody. Um, but I I'm looking at my team. I th- I feel like Necros is the only one I can afford to get rid of. So Necros is gone. Necros is gone. So he's up for grabs. As is everybody we've gotten rid of. Right. Right. I feel like that we've gotten rid of enough people that there's almost this like other team that could that can yeah be the reject formed. team yeah yeah I agree I mean you you've gotten rid of Tiger Tanaka Coral Junior Octopussy the Shark who's now on my team Andrea and Jimmy Bond slash Doctor Noah yeah uh, I've gotten rid of Renard oh Renard oh, I can't believe you got rid of him uh, Xenia on the top Necros Loti Sheriff Pepper nobody. William Lundigan, the cameraman who filmed the Bond, uh-huh. and Tatiana making love. Uh-huh. 
and most recently Vesperlind. Right. Well, not most recently. Well, now Necros is most now recent. Necros is most recent. Yeah. yeah. So there's definitely a, a really nice team in there somewhere. Out of there, we could we could pick ten people to be a really good team, and then work I mean, them I into have, the rotation. I have, I have eight rejects right now. That's yeah. that's almost an entire team. That is that is that. Maybe there's two teams we could. Maybe that's the next I mean, thing we, we do. Is we look at uh, we look at forming like reject teams out of my rejects and your rejects, and we we just work them into the rotation just for practice or whatever. I don't know. Like an like an alternate team. Not an alternate. Not that like it's an alternate team that I'm in charge of, but just you know, my team and your team always play. Like, what if there's other teams that our teams play? Oh, practice squads. Yeah, practice squads. Exactly. Well, I think uh, I think we're to that point now in our episode where we do our our monthly rankings of the film that we watch and just to recap we don't we don't rank these 1 through 24 23 we 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 put we have a top tier we have a middle tier and we have a bottom tier and carlin what would you put for your eyes only in <sighs> for your eyes only. I think if we look back at my ratings and you could my my radio my tier placement, and you can do that uh-huh. by going to podgamespod.tumblr.com/ratings. You would look at this. Uh, you would look at my list, and uh, Roger Moore does not rank well in my uh, he, Live and Let close. Die bottom, Octopussy bottom. Man with the Golden Gun. Oh, middle. Good job there. Uh, Moonraker. Bottom. <laughs> he is not. He has not done well. Roger Moore and I. I do. I. I just. I guess He's I. Due. I guess I don't. In general, like the Roger Moore films. That said, I enjoy For Your Eyes Only. I find it very refreshing. I uh, still don't love Roger Moore in it. But I, th- I think he's better in this than he is in some of his other movies. I- I'm going to say, for your eyes only, welcome into the top club. You're in. You did it, Roger Moore. You made it into the top club. Woo! I know why you put it in the top. You bought Roger Moore's book. <laughs> You've become a big Roger what? Moore fan. Huh? No, you've, you've become no. a big Roger Moore fan, uh, and you are so jealous that he's on my dodgeball team. No, I can't believe it. I can't believe you put this movie in your top. You can't believe it because I can't believe it. It is my bottom dweller. Are you kidding me? It's so. What listen, is listen. The I, deal? I, can, I can watch. <laughs> I can watch this movie a dozen times, and. I could get a kick out of it because there there are enough hokey scenes. Roger Moore is is he's amusing. Okay, he's amusing. Uh, I like the Olympic sports, whatever. But as a movie, it's just it just sucks. It just sucks. It's just so bad. I find it fascinating. You look at our rankings and like there's so many we actually do see eye to eye on. We've yeah. got we've got Live and Let Die, <laughs> Doctor No. You only live twice. Living daylights. Goldfinger. You know, so many of these. We just and then some were just like, we couldn't yeah. be more farther apart. Yeah, listen, I, I, I think I could have. I appreciate the effort in this movie to, to take it back. Different style with Roger Moore. I appreciate Roger Moore came back. Um, I just feel like John Glenn as a director, 
Uh, it's his first time directing. He had edited. He's he'd been the editor on several. You hate films. editors. You hate editors. But yes, the the, the editor turned director for Honor Majesty Secret Service and the editor turned director Look for. Look at me! I, I went to film school and I can uh, point out these things. I'm telling so. you, I'm telling you, this just the directing in this film is just so bad. It's so bad. It's just. It's it, it's a, it's an it's editor, a editor showcase, and uh, so when that happens, it's not as well directed. And now this um, this is no, this my is opinion ed- matters more because <laughs> I went to film school. This mm. this, this editor directing is, is John Glenn did a far better job than the director of Honor Majesty Secret Service. That was just abysmal. Uh, we're not but, talking about that movie. I know we're not talking. Thank God, uh, but. This is in my bottom for sure. So okay, bottom for me, top for you. Yep. Boat makeout, heck yes, boat makeout scene. And it's got a credits sequence, a an in credit sequence essentially that continues on the story. So we not only see what happens in the boat, but after when they go underwater. Mm. A post boat makeout. A bonus boat makeout scene. Well, it's, they're not in the boat in the boat anymore. But we're not talking right. about we're not talking about what happens during the credits. And this is a case right. where we we do see what happens during the credits. If we had gotten that in Diamonds Are Forever, mm-hmm. that could have changed things for Diamonds oh, Are Forever. They, they were they were about to kiss. They were they were they were right there. And if we'd seen it, even in the credits, I would count it. But it, I think now I think we have to make a decision. I think I think our votes have been tallied on our poll, and. It, I think it's it's not going in favor yeah. of the boat makeouts. I mean, unfortunately, it was a close vote. I think it was three to two. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we, yeah, uh, we rounded. I mean, where there was there was there was a boat, and they were you can assume they will kiss and make out, but we don't actually see them kiss. So sorry, diamonds are forever. Close but no cigar, girl. <laughs> A lot of times at the end of this show, we tell our listeners because we want them to engage with us. They, we want them to be able to follow along. And we say, next time on the show, this is what we're going to talk about. Next time on the show, we're going to talk about something special. We're going to let it be a surprise. That sounds good. Okay. All right. Well, it's been nice talking to you. Yeah. I will see been, I'm, you next I'm month. sure it has been nice talking to me. Unless, unless, we, unless we talk about my financial situation Cor- correct if we get around to that then i uh we'll talk before next time but uh you know we'll see, we'll see. until then until, until then well, you're a-